That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 231 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from beautiful Sandusky, Ohio. We got up to a wonderful 17 degrees Celsius today. We'll be at negative one tomorrow. It's like Mother Nature is just announcing the lottery numbers and putting the little plastic balls out there and telling us what the weather is going to be like. In this sixth episode of my previews for 2023, I am going to be joined in just a moment by Smitty, Guy, and Dave from the One-Eyed Dog podcast as we preview the Western Bulldogs for 2023. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me a note via email or shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and let me know because I, uh, I love being able to help the uh, clubs get a little bit of recognition from my end. It helps me learn the geography of the game across the country. And it just I, I just love what I see in terms of the camaraderie with regards to the, the local clubs and how they are just the, uh, the focal point of these communities. And it's just a lot of fun to, uh, to, to see that. Now, I do want to make one correction from episode 230, uh, my preview episode with uh, Waza King on the West Coast Eagles. And I did mention that uh, Waza had gone back to training for the first time for uh, the last several years. And I had alluded to the fact that he had uh, gone back to participate with his previous club, but that is not the case. He is actually uh, training with the what they call the Vic Park Pigs, and it's a, uh, it's a club in the AFL Masters group, which are players, of course, 40-plus. So while he's still out there playing, he's on the north side of 40, like I am. Of course, I'm on the north side of 50 and just on the south side of 60. But uh, I was glad to get him... Uh, recognition there for that. I wanted to make sure I clarified that. So if you're a Bulldog supporter listening to this, it won't make any sense to you because it was in the West Coast Eagles preview, but I wanted to make sure I got that corrected there. So today's club of the episode is the Newport Power Junior Football Club. And this is a club that my guest in this episode, Smitty, is involved with. And the, the club's vision is where you want to be. Now, six of their 12 teams that are ages 12 and older have already begun their training, and the youngsters amongst the group who are younger than that are going to be starting training in just a little bit over a week. And they play their home games at the Brian Martin Oval as well as at the Loft Reserve. And I wish the power all the best in 2023. And kids, I do concur with you, wearing that Newport jumper is where you want to be. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Smitty, with Guy, and with Dave from the One-Eyed Dog Podcast as we talk all things Western Bulldogs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another preview episode, and my guests for the Bulldogs preview are hosts of the One-Eyed Dog Podcast, and they've got a great-looking sticker on my desk in my classroom, I must say. I am thrilled to welcome Smitty, Guy, and Dave to the podcast. Gentlemen, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday mornings. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. You bet, man. Thank you, you bet. very Thank much. You. Absolutely. My pleasure. You know, uh, you know, our, our mutual friend Frode, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the reason that there is a, you know, a, a supply chain issue for all other Western Bulldog supporters in terms of buying their <laughs> gear. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, turned me on to you guys and, uh, and, uh, you know, he shipped off one of your stickers to me and it's, you know, I love talking footy with, with folks who are passionate about their clubs and I'm, I'm excited to, to introduce the, uh, you know, the, the 2023 season with you guys. Cause 2022 was a little bit of an up and down and with, with the Bulldogs and you, you got in barely snuck. Snuck, snuck in, yeah. yeah, snuck in. I point six of a percent or something yes, like that. Yes, mm. I, I think there's a, a few Carlton supporters who are still a little mm. miffed yep. about that, but you know, can't say I'm not that disappointed that they're a bit miffed yeah. about that. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> you, you guys don't care, do you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> in fact, I am pretty happy about it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, looking back at at uh, 2022, you know, you you had uh, you had a rather successful year but it, it was it was certainly one that um you know could have gone better than it than it did you you know you you got in the last two round you know winning the last two rounds to get in um you know dropped a game against the dockers you know over at optus mm. you know, one and out um uh, in the uh elimination final but you know it's overall like i said you, you had a an up and down season you snuck you, you know you, you snuck in but this is a club that has a lot of really great pieces to them. And it, you know, it remains to be seen, you know, what happens this year, you know, what are your, if you reflect on 2022, before we look at that, what, what went right and what went wrong? That was a, that was a pretty good summary, Craig, I reckon, because uh, we, 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 I think, we lost games we sh we should have won, and that hurt us really badly. And you know, we went to a few games, even the fr when we played Frio in the home and away season at um, Marvel Stadium. And like you know, the rule is for Melbourne clubs, you don't lose to Frio in Melbourne. And so, coughing up games like that, and there were a few others that 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 we just didn't seem to just didn't turn up. And it, it wasn't it wasn't that the the game didn't work, play the gameplay didn't work, but I think what hit us the most is we'd get a bit stunned. And I'll, I'll interest to see what you think, Smitty and Dave. I reckon we'd get a bit stunned if a team got a run on and you could almost feel the game slipping away, even against teams we should have beat. And so that inconsistency, I think, is what really hurt us and then obviously did in the final when we were 41 points up with, you know... Yeah, God, we were we're about this. We're not going final. to talk about it ever again. And here you've gone no. straight away. Well, we're trying to wipe sorry, it from our memories. Oh, I had to. I mean, how could you mention twenty twenty? Anyway, I'll hand it over to you guys. Yeah, you know, it's a great point. That's a great point about that game. I mean, you know, you and I. I hate to to mention it, but you know, it's. Did you did you think for you know did you think we've got this one in the bag? Well, as a bulldog supporter. It, there's ebbs and flows and you never really think you're home. I mean, we can be 40 points up and two minutes to go. And we still think, are we home? I think we're home. Are we going to be home? We're going to win this. So we are used to these ebbs and flows and um, not knowing the result until the final siren goes. But when you're 41 points up and they had not scored a goal uh -huh. and they missed a sitter, which often when you miss a sitter, that's kind of the wheels fall off and you lose momentum and confidence. I really couldn't have been more confident. But then when Frio kicked two or three in a row and we're still six goals up and they've only kicked yeah. three for the game. Mm -hmm. But we all were sort of texting each other going, Oh, we're in trouble here. We just yeah. kind of knew. And I think to, <laughs> to, to guys point when he was talking about 
when it wasn't going our way last year, we didn't seem to have plan B or we didn't seem to be able to control the tempo or we didn't seem to be able to then, let's say, right, we're going to switch a few players around. We're going to come at the game differently. We kept sort of pushing at the same structure or style. And this is not a knock on Bevo because and on the One-Eyed Dog podcast, we are Bevo lovers. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't yeah, seem like yeah. whether... Yeah. What's that? I was just saying, no, we don't, we don't knock Bevo. But yeah, no, 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 we're Bevo lovers. But And whether it's in, in between the players' ears, whether the players think, oh, hang on, we've lost momentum. They've kicked two or three in a row or four in a row. What are we going to do? I don't know. It just didn't seem to be able to flick a switch. You do sound like a Cleveland Browns fan right now, though, just so you know that. <laughs> well, I, I don't have an NFL team, Craig, so maybe now I do. There you go. Yes. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I found, Craig, that it was uh, it was an extremely frustrating season because I and, – and I don't want to go back to this one, but we're going to have to. Um, 2021, we make the grand final. And um, – and I, you know, we all know what happened there. I don't need to re-go through it. But but when Melbourne got that run on, and and I, something there, I think just knocked the confidence a little bit. And so starting the twenty twenty two season, I think there was something in the back of the minds where they just lacked that ability to go. Well, this team's getting on top now. How do we stop this? Because that that barrage from Melbourne mm-hmm. was very similar, almost in a sense, to the Fremantle barrage. And so two two final seasons in a row, we've kind of let teams just run over us from a commanding position. And um, so I know that we're an incredibly talented team and on our day we can beat anyone, mm-hmm. but there's something upstairs that's just stopping them having that self-belief. And I just hope over the preseason that they've been working a lot on confidence and going, you know, we are good enough to match anyone. We've got a great list, a good talent, good coaching staff. Um, this, you know, who knows what could be possible. Yeah, I would, I would put your midfield up there in the top three or four in the comp, hands down. Um, I, I think that, you know, looking back at, at last year a little bit, you know, I think you were searching most of the year for that second reliable forward to score on a consistent basis because you were relying on, you know, Aaron Naughton quite a bit. Yeah, you know, Cody Whitman had a great year yeah. as well, but, you know, it's, you know, yeah, we saw, we, you know, we saw what, you know, of course, you know, with, with Cameron and, and Hawkins. And then Kernow and Mackay, yeah, if you yeah. have that second key forward there, lots of good. Well, of course, okay, Carlton didn't make finals, but you know, they, 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 those two scored a lot of goals. <laughs> and I'm really glad mm. you mentioned that again. Yeah. Carlton did not make the finals. Yes. It's a good point, though, because, because Nort's like he's so strong in the air and he's an unbelievable competitor on the ground. But he went through a bit of a period where he was missing a lot of goals, and and, and we didn't have an, an equally capable forward of being able to score. Now, Ugo Hagen had a few good games, um, but probably you know fair to say wasn't consistent through the year. Uh, Sam Darcy popped up for a cameo sort of late in the season, but we we really need to think about. I, I think if if Norts isn't able to score. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, whether he's tagged out of it or if he's having a bad day or whatever, we've got to have another physical presence. Cody's brilliant sweeping around um, the contest, right. but we need another physical presence. Oh. Is that why they recruited Rory Lobb? Maybe. Well, you, Lobb, and I was gonna, you know, I was gonna ask you how, you know, how does he assimilate into the club this year? And is this, or is this the year that, you know, Jamara makes the leap and becomes that other bookend? to go along with Naughton. And if he does, I think that bodes very well for you guys this year. 
I think you're going to, you're going to, you know, those games that you thought we should have won this one, maybe you do win those. Yep. Well, Craig, yeah. we've been supporting the club for, I don't know, well, actually, I've got my 40 year consecutive membership this year. So, uh, very proud to say I've been. Yeah, a I'm, I'm, for I'm really years. upset, Smitty, because do you remember when they, at, at one point, something happened with the administration at the Bulldogs and they wrote you a letter and said, just tell us how long you've been a member. It was like they lost all the records or something. <laughs> well, they, I didn't, they did. I didn't, yeah, do you remember? And I didn't. I don't think I really responded properly. So I think I've only, I've only, like, on the record, I've only been a member for twelve years or something. So I'm really yeah, upset. Yeah. That's that so typical, you bandwagon supporter. I'm a bandwagon. That's exactly right. Yeah. Do you, Do you think you could drop them a letter and tell them, no, I've been a supporter since 1877? <laughs> yeah. do, do you think they would buy that? Originally, I reckon they would have. I think it was just a computer program churning them out. But guys, right, we all got a letter saying, when have you been a member since? And to be yeah. honest, I put 1984 down. That would have made me nine. And I knew I was going to the footy before I was 10. So I kind of did just put a number down. Anyway, they're celebrating <laughs> my 40 right. years this year. So good deal. Yeah. Good deal. That actually reminds me, Craig. We, um, I think it was, uh, it must have been when I was 30 plus. They had an opportunity for 30 year, 30 year plus members to do a lap of honor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I arrived to Marvel a little bit late. And I somehow got under the ground up to the, up to the race where it's meant to be. And there's a security guard there. And he's, I said, mate, I'm meant to be doing this lap of honour, 30 year plus members. He said, mate, they've already gone. They're half around the ground. I said, okay, I'll do it by myself. And he just <laughs> let me walk through. And I literally did a lap of honour on Marvel by myself. And I thought, then I got out there. I thought, oh, hang on, everyone's looking at me here. And I've got a backpack on and I look a little bit strange. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, walked past my family where the kids gave me a high five and my wife just shook her head and said, you're always late. What are you doing? <laughs> Now, I, I hope you have video of that because that's something you can share with your grandkids. Yeah, I don't know. If I, well, I, I'd love my grandkids to be a bit, bit more on time and organized than I well, am. Well, right, right. Yes, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can say, you can tell them, you know, you can, you can, of course, you know, fudge the story a little bit, you know, kind of like, you know, guy, you know, with, you know, wanting to have his membership be whatever year and say, you know, back yeah. when, back when I was a, you know, a 30 year member, they let us, they let us do the, the lap of honor on our own. Yeah, <laughs> I was the only one. That's a classic. Now, now Craig, the, the, the boys probably haven't explained fully, but the one of the reasons why, and I'm not sure if it's like this in America as well, but we we grew up in um, the school we went to was in the in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, and it was um, uh, there was a lot more like Hawthorne and Carlton uh-huh. and Essendon supporters back in the in the in the eighties and nineties when we were growing up, and. Barracking for Footscray was you, you were working class, you weren't very popular, and there weren't many of us. So um, Smitty and Guy could tell you later more about their meeting. But but the thing was, um, we would rock up at school on Monday mornings, and we used to call them Monday's experts. They were bandwagon supporters. They would they would see the results on the news, or they would hear it the next day, and they would right. start giving us a bit of flack for for not winning. So so for us, it's always been taking pride in how long we've actually supported our club and that's still sort of continued in us. Um, and so we're very passionate about how long, and I'm not sure if everyone's as passionate about it as we are, but it's a very, um, it's a, anyone who just jumps on a team after they win a premiership or sitting on top of the ladder, uh, we have total disdain for. Well, I, <laughs> I, I have to, I, you know, you can see the, the, the gear behind me here. Okay. You know, you see which club I, I am a supporter of now. Yep. I have to, I have to admit when I, when I, started following the game in 2016 i actually started researching which club i wanted to support and i had, I had 2016 
2016, yeah. It could have been us. Hey, it could have been, been, yes. It could have been, yes. Yeah. Well, it could have been. And, you know, I had, I had actually narrowed it down to, and you guys, hopefully you don't hang up. Um, I had, because, uh, you know, we got a few, we still have some trivia questions to get to yet before we uh, wrap this up tonight. So we'll see how you do on those. I had narrowed it down to Collingwood. That didn't end up being my now my my school colors where I teach are black and white, so that was part of it. Okay. Part of what I was. Yeah, thinking. I'm keen. I'm keen to know the process how you got I, to this to your team. I was mm. well. You'd, you actually, you'd have to listen to the first episode of the podcast way back in 2019. But uh, um, Brisbane was the second one, and Geelong was the third one. And now how did you, part, how did you get to those three? Well, you know, I. Well, the, the magpies were mainly because of the school colors, black and white. And Makes I sense. and, and I, I kind of dropped that one off to the side because I don't know why I thought this. Because, again, I was just starting to – and I really didn't decide on a club until 2017. I started watching in 2016, you know, because I, I, I teach school. I'm, I'm an announcer for our football and soccer team. So when I would get home from games on Friday nights, there would be a game on television here. And I started watching, and I just started getting fascinated by it and bought my first, you know, membership – or my first – uh, the watch a- AFL app in 2017. And then I got my first membership to the cats, I think in 2018, I think. Um, but I, I, for some reason in my mind, I thought, you know what, I want to support a club that's not in kind of the heart of footy. That's not one of the nine clubs in Melbourne. I wanted to kind of you know be away from that. So I, 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 I and I, Brisbane was one and, you know, the, the cats are one and I, you know, I, and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, Gold Coast is new to the comp and, you know, they're really scuffling. And I, and I just I went to the Cats and I went to Brisbane and I ultimately settled on the Cats mainly because, well, their their big sponsor being Ford. And between my grandfather, my father, my uncle, my brother-in-law, um, my cousin, there's almost 200 years of working for Ford here in the U.S. So oh, that was wow, kind of the thing yeah. that was kind of yes. thing that pushed me into it. But then there was one player, there was one player in one particular game, and it was actually the one I did my most, I did my most memorable game episode on, and it was a player from back in 2017, and it's a player you people would go, wait a minute, really? That that's who pushed you over the edge, and it because it wasn't it wasn't Selwood, it wasn't Hawkins, it wasn't Dangerfield, it was Nakia Cockatoo. Okay, Love was, the, was, the, yeah, yeah. was the player yeah. that pushed me pushed me into the Cats camp. Of course, now he's in Brisbane uh, and can't get a game. <laughs> well, well, I think this would be the first time ever that if a um, an international person chose a team and didn't choose the Bulldogs because they didn't want to be a bandwagon supporter. That would be the first <laughs> yeah. time in the history of AFL. Yeah. 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 I mean, Timing's I, everything. Yeah. I mean, I did see that the Cats had had some success, but they hadn't had any in many years. So it wasn't exactly mm, a mm. it wasn't exactly a bandwagon thing and 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 quite frankly since I've you know you know the the Cleveland Browns won a championship in 1964 you know the Cavs won in 2016 I'm not a big basketball fan but the the Cleveland Indians baseball team here in town in in the area the last time they won the World Series my mom was six and she turned 80 last fall yeah. so wow. <laughs> I t- I told you guys I. I can empathize with those St. Kilda supporters who have that, that one premiership to hang on to yeah. by a single yeah. point, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. I, I get That's that. Correct. I, yeah. I get that. You know, and I, 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 I feel for them. I really do. So, I mean, I really relished the the grand final this past year. I mean, I enjoyed the heck out of that. And, and full, full respect here, Craig, for buying a membership too. 
Very impressive. Absolutely. Oh, it's you well, the, well, get the, the games the, or anything. Yeah, the, the international membership gets us that watch AFL app so we can watch all the games uh, live oh, or on demand. Nice. Brilliant. Brilliant. And oh, you know, we get all we get yeah, all the nice. Fox we get all the Fox footy programming. I yep. wish yep. I, I wish they could figure out how to get all of the other programming from I think what channel seven to channel nine. And yes. I'd love to yeah. have you know I yeah, I can find the front bar usually a couple days later on YouTube, but I would love yeah. if they could yeah. just say, yeah. you know what, we're all covering the same game. Let's put it all on the same app. It'd be great. Mm, you know, and yeah, I, I yeah. you know, I I I like listening to, you know, Footy Classified, watching Footy Classified and that sort of thing as well. But I have to go find that on YouTube usually, you know, twelve or sixteen hours after it was sure. aired as well. But it'd be great yeah. if they, you know. Yeah, but well, yeah, the games Craig, you know, as as Dave says, and um, I'm not sure if it's similar with USA clubs and sports mm-hmm. because if you don't buy a membership to your to your AFL club, you, you're not even part of the conversation. If you're right. standing around a mm. bar or around the water cooler or whatever it is, and someone wants to chime in with their two cents worth on a Monday, especially if their team's beating yours and yeah. they're not a member and they don't go, you just brush them aside and they don't even get an opportunity yeah. to present their opinion. It's yeah, not respect. That makes complete sense. Although you know, the only thing we have similar to that here in the United States are the Green Bay Packers in the NFL. Which is a you know it's a team that's actually owned by the fans, right? You know, the you know all the rest of the clubs, really? all the, oh yeah, the fans actually own the uh, the Packers. There are a lot of Packers fans in Australia for that very reason, yes. because it's because it's a it's a club that's owned by the supporters of of the club. Yeah, Love it. yeah you know that rather yeah. than some multi billionaire yeah. exactly who's you know, decided every, to buy a club. Yeah. Every NFL, other than that one, Major League Baseball, NBA. National Hockey League, those cl- those teams are all owned by, you know, some, you know, soon to be, you know, Bond villain. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got off track and we do, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but we tend to go off on tangents and mm-hmm. go down these sort of paths. We start with a topic and we end up down there. Well, that's the, we were talking happened. about the tools. Yes, yeah. we were. So yeah, you know, Rory Lobb and and, yeah, and, I, and Jamara. See, yeah, mm. I did see a little blurb on Twitter today that Lobb left uh, pra- left training today limping pretty mm. heavily. So yeah. you know, we're recording well, this it's... on the the twentieth or the twenty first year time of January. And I'd, obviously, all the best to Rory and hope he's okay. We'd love, we'd love, can't wait to see him in the red, white, and blue. To be honest, he's got the hair. He's going to certainly going to get noticed with well, that bleach blonde hair. Of his. Spe- speaking of Bond villains. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Or, or right. Bond, Bond, Bond henchman, anyway. Or he could be in Rocky. Yeah. But we have never, ever, in the history of, of us supporting the club, which is forty years, we've just yeah. spoken about, have been blessed with this many tools, with this yeah. many options, True. and yep. we're unashamedly biased. But so much talent, so much tall talent. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you think we've got Jamara Lobb, Sam Darcy, Bruce Nortz, English, Sweet, Keith. And then the new recruit Buslinger, I mean Gardner, we've never had opportunities yeah. to create. Liam a Jones back in the mix. Liam yeah. Jones back in the mix. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we grew up in an era where Brad Johnson was our full forward, who's about five foot ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly, absolute yeah. club legend and right, played right, out of yeah. skin and always played a foot taller than he actually was. Mm-hmm. But we used to have Jason White and we had Nicky Winmar out of the goal square one year. Like we just mm, we weren't yeah. blessed with all these tools and again completely biased but this is a lot of tall talent and i i i I, you know i i completely spaced out on the fact that i didn't bring it you know didn't mention josh bruce's name yet because he was gone for most of the year and even when he came back he he was not josh bruce last year 
No, no, he wasn't. No. You know, you know, he came back. I think even a little bit later than uh, the, 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 the kid up in Brisbane, uh, Hipwood. You know, coming back I, off of his, you know, Hipwood came back with like five rounds left in in on the fixture. But I think Dan, uh, Bruce came back even later than that, and, and he really didn't assimilate. So you know, if he's there, I think maybe you know Carlton's not lamenting that half a percentage point because you guys probably you know end up taking another game or two if you've got him healthy for the entire year. So you do yeah. have a you do have a, yeah, a riches a group of riches of of, of talls this year. Yep. And the, the game's changed a bit where you used to be able to get away with Brad Johnson at full forward. And even when you look at the the, the, the amazing full forwards up through the years, Jason Dunstall, Gary Ablett Sr., these weren't huge guys. Like right. They were probably more like the Brad Johnson size. But these days, the game has, you know, you've got six foot three midfielders. So yeah. you, 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 your key forward has to be a giant, for want of a better term. And that's that's what we've got with Lobb. Big, big force with Norts. Um, Jamara, you know, he's, he's, Jamara's a bit slight because he's a younger guy, but he'll bulk up and he's got the height as well. But you, you really do these days, you've got to have a physical presence up forward. And you see that with like Tom Hawkins. I mean, he's just yeah. a monster. Him and Cameron together. Like, how do you, how do you match up against that? That's the question because you, you're, or if you've got, if you've got one tall, we've got Norts, mm-hmm. the position is like, right, we'll just put our key defender on him. Easy done. Right, but right. you got two, you got three, you got someone floating down. You got more options. It, it it makes it much more difficult for the the opposition coach and the opposition defence. So even if they're not getting a lot of kicks, it's the the two pronged attack that makes a huge difference. So as Smithy said, I don't think we've I don't think we've seen a team that has the potential to have that forward impact. And twenty twenty three could be that year. Oh, I think you, I think it's yeah, and that's you know I've I've talked to a couple of other folks and I've I've been asking. You know, some of them, you know, who do you who do you see jumping into the eight? Who do you see possibly sliding out of the eight? And well, I had one one of the previews that I did, their club was in the eight, and they thought their own club was going to slide out of the eight this year. And oh, uh gosh, you, yeah. you'd never get us saying that. We think we're gonna win the flag of the year. <laughs> well, Start of the year, how we're gonna go was up. Oh, well, that was that was uh, up. <laughs> we we would line up the fixture. And we will go. Yep, that's a win. That's a win. That yeah. oh, tough one. Yeah. We'll win that. Yep. Oh, that'll be close. Yeah, we'll, we'll win that. Can't, we'll, we'll, we, we, can, we, we can't we'll never see actually losing. see how we're going to lose. It's always a surprise when we do. <laughs> well, you know, you you look at your your start to the year this year. You know, you've got you know you start out. You got Melbourne, St Kilda, Brisbane, Richmond, and Port Adelaide, and then Fremantle. So they didn't do you a whole lot of favors to start the year. It's nice. it's you know let's just jump right into the fire here. You know, and yeah, uh, absolutely, and, and it's a double edged sword, really, right? Because you know, we, if we win those, gosh, how does that go with our confidence? But at the same time, you know, we're playing if we're playing interstate or playing some decent opposition, you don't want to you don't want to drop two or three of your first five games, right? Right. The only thing we like is when when we're walking towards the ground and we're chatting about the game and how it's going to go. When we're picked as favourites, we don't like it. It, the underdog yeah. tag, which we've had at, at the club for a long time, it kind of suits us mentally as supporters. We don't like walking in with confidence. We like walking in knowing it's going to be a tough game, back against the wall. That's when the dogs seem to shine. Well, when all the media in the week is the, is the dogs no, by ahead. how much, it never bodes well for us. Well, the club has been an underdog, as you know, as you guys were saying. You know, the, the yeah. thing down near folded. I mean, the club has had to battle back in the great grand scheme of things just to exist. So I mean, you, you have kind of that underdog mentality right there, you know, which, uh, 
you know, I don't. Well, it, it is kind of part of the culture. We, and we do wear it almost with the badge of pride. As Dave was mentioning earlier, we went to a, an all boys school. We went to, and I think, you know, out of six years, there's like 1200 boys. Uh-huh. And well, there was three of us and maybe a couple of others who were Bulldog supporters, you know, in Melbourne, in a footy mad state where everyone has a team there would have been four or five Bulldog supporters out of 1,200. I have to ask that how, you know, if you, if you grew up on the East side of, you know, town, and I know, I know that, that, you know, Essendon's down that way, as you mentioned Hawthorne, that sort of thing, but how did you, I know you talked about the working class kind of thing, the working mentality kind of thing. Was that what drew to the Bulldogs or what, or was there something else that said we want to be Bulldog supporters and not support the local, the, the club in the neighborhood, if you will. Yeah, so for, for Dave and I, so just for context, Dave and I, we're twin brothers. Uh, and so our old man, um, Ernie Sigley, was Footscray, born born and bred in Footscray. Okay, there you go. And a, a, a sort of a prominent member and supporter of the club. So we, I don't know, I'm, I don't ever remember having a choice. Uh, it was kind of in the, in the DNA. And we would go every single week, we would drive from, from our side of town over the Westgate Bridge, to watch the doggies play out at the Western Oval when we were there. So, Dave, I reckon um, I don't know if you can remember ever having a choice, Dave, but it was sort of in the fabric yeah. of our in our blood, really, wasn't it? I, I remember. So, I was a bit like Smitty. I think my first game I was probably about nine or ten uh, when I actually went live to a game at the Western Oval, and um, I remember Dad saying because all my mates, as I said, were Hawthorne and Carlton and Essendon and all the teams that were winning flags in the eighties, and Hawthorne was probably a team I would have jumped onto because we lived over in the Hawthorne area. And Dad said to me, you can you can brag for Hawthorne or Carlton or Essendon or whoever you want, but you'll have to find somewhere else to live. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. I thought I quite like it at home, so I'll go to the doggies. And um, yeah, but it was always it was always that mentality that it was us against them and and the okay. western suburbs and and so when we come up against the likes of Melbourne and Hawthorne, these these powerhouses and the more uh, I guess wealthier clubs at the time, um, it was always that as Smitty said, that underdog tag. And we just, we love that. It was a, the fighting dogs and it's just in our DNA. Okay. Now Are the boys have been pretty humble there because their father was, uh, it was a, a prominent Bulldog supporter. He was the number one ticket holder at the club for a number of years. Boys are a prominent TV and radio personality here in Melbourne um, who sadly passed away recently. So um, sorry, yeah, condolences guys. to all the family. And, but um, Ernie was a passionate doggies man. He, any opportunity on TV, all radio, he was plugging the doggies, and uh, yeah, certainly was great for our club. Okay, that's that's I mean, I'm sorry about your, your dad passing away. That's uh, no, thank you, that, but yeah. it's yeah, it sounds like he did, he instilled in you maybe in a slightly threatening way, but uh, he didn't instill <laughs> in you a, a, a love for a love for a club that, that you're going to be able to pass on. You know, like I said, to your Absolutely. kids, yeah. and you know, and and yeah. Smitty, you're going to be able yeah. to, you know, show your grandkids, you know, how you got to walk around, you know, you tell them about how you got to go around Marble all on your own, and they, you know, and they, they, they let you go on and you know, kick a goal, and you know, and it's, uh, you know, you had, you had three disposals well, in the game. Sm- and, <laughs> and Smitty, Smitty uh, is probably fair to say more born and bred, if you like, Smitty. Tell us your story. Well, yeah, so my great grandfather he built a house in Seddon now Seddon is a suburb right in the heart of the the inner west and you know, Seddon you can almost walk to the western over which is now called the Witten over the Bulldogs mm-hmm. home ground so my grand my great-grandfather built a house there in Seddon which then uh, my grandfather grew up in and my father so 
we've always been a family in the inner West and I've been born and raised in, in the West and still living here now. So yeah, I'm certainly right in the heartland of it all. Um, okay. So really, yeah, really, I, I love the area because when you go to Oz, it was funny. So my kids have all played footy and uh, still playing footy at the moment. And in 2015, they were in Auskirk and there's a mixture. There's a lot of Bulldogs because of where we live. But there's a mixture of jumpers. Right. So that was 2015 and 2016. 2017, a lot more Bulldog jumpers. A few kids that were <laughs> all fine jumped on the Bulldogs. So. Yeah. Well, you, you, you tend to see that. There tend to be a lot of... Uh... A lot of front runners, as you said, you know, whenever, you know, when LeBron James goes to a new team, everybody buys the new LeBron jersey or Tom Brady mm. now goes to mm. a new team. They buy the new Tom Brady jersey. And it's, you know, I'm sorry, I, I, I am a firm believer of, of cheering for or supporting the name on the front of the jersey rather than the name on the back of the jersey, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's well, that, I mean, well, we, when a big name player comes to your club, like Rory Love, right? I've never had any interest in Rory Love. Now I can't wait to see yeah. him. He's, right, he's right. part of yeah. the fold. He's in no. the red, white, and blue. He's all, one of us. All his all his sins are forgiven. He's a bulldog right. now. So you know, and, and, it's, and it's Josh Who Dunkley now. He's gone. Josh <laughs> yeah. Dunkley never heard of him. Who, say, Dunkley's Josh dead what, to us now. So, and yeah. he was, <laughs> and we'll re, yeah, we'll reinvent history. Ah, he was never that good anyway. We didn't need him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't need him. Well, you know, but. You will miss him. I mean, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. Just be oh, honest. It's, I mean, it's just, you know, it's yeah, just, uh, yeah. it's just, you know, adding you know, a little bit more, you know, another mm. great. And it'll game. it'll make Brisbane's midfield, um, really really strong. Uh, strong which before is, that, which it was already exactly you know, as we yeah, mentioned. Which it was know. already strong. So it, it even has a, you know, there was when, when there was talk about him trading, there was. It was sort of it, it felt like he was like he was gone, you know, he's for a few years now he wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some of the talk was that the dogs were hanging on to him to try just to not let him go to Brisbane because mm-hmm. it would make Brisbane that much more competitive and that much more difficult to beat. So maybe, you know, if he'd gone the Gold Coast or whatever, no, no worries, you know, you can have him. But, you know, really ha- I think letting your best and fairest go to another competitive club. Right. That will come up against us this year. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Well, it was weird at the best and fairest. He's won it and he's saying his goodbye speech to the room full of played up and proud, <laughs> passionate <laughs> members. And <laughs> the deal hadn't yeah. even gone through yet. No, <laughs> I don't know how all this no. works, but he was he, gone. It hadn't yeah. been announced. It hadn't been he signed gone. off. And he said, sayonara. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. But in all, in all due respect to Dunkley and, and um, yeah, I loved him as a player, but he'll, for us, he'll always hold a spot in our heart because he was part of the 2016 Premiership team. And so so for us, who waited so long for a Premiership, mm-hmm. uh, at the moment, we're frustrated and we're going to miss him and, and we don't want to necessarily see him win a Premiership at Brisbane. He will always hold that, you know, a bit like Stringer and others who have, who have headed off elsewhere. Um, you'll, you'll always have a spot for him. Sounds like he had an interesting day of practice today too. Stringer? Yeah, he, Stringer. yeah Stringer, yeah. He, it sounded like he had a little bit of a... Uh, um, dust up with one of his teammates during some training today and they had some players had to step in and separate the two of them so oh, i don't i don't know that's why we got rid of him we don't have any we don't tolerate yeah, exactly. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know who are you uh you know what is what's what's it gonna, what indications are you going to be looking for that you're going to say okay the year is going well or or and or or after that what are the things you're going to look at and go uh-oh, the ship's taken on water. 
What, what, so let's look first. What, what are the things you're gonna that you're gonna see the the mile posted or the kilometer posts? I should say because we're uh, that are gonna say okay, things are going well this year. Injuries is always enormous, and then that's every club mm-hmm. because you want your best twenty two out there. But in saying that, and Craig, I don't know if you've listened to too many of our episodes. We don't always do that much research before we jump on. But for today, <laughs> I've done a little. I've done a little bit of research here. Apart from new players who've joined the club, and some like Liam Jones. Uh, and there's another gentleman, Oscar, who's Oscar, who's Baker. come from Oscar Oscar Baker, who's come from Melbourne. So they've played games for other clubs. There's only two players on our list that have not played a game, a senior game, and that's Arthur Jones and Cody Rack or Cody Rack. I'm not sure how to pronounce his surname. So every other player, unless they were drafted this year, has played senior footy, and this has been Bevo's mantra. So when when there is an injury. If someone's got to step up to fill that spot, mm-hmm. they have played some senior footy. So they don't get out there on the big stage, deer in the headlights. They've got used to that. So Bevo's great at um, turning their list over and giving everyone an opportunity because as Bulldog supporters, we sometimes see the, the teams come out and someone's been dropped and we go, not really sure why he got dropped. But I think Bevo wants everyone to have play senior footy. So if there is a, a, a season-ending end, injury for someone, mm-hmm. then the player's got to step up, step up and fill that spot is good to go rather than we all know that going back to play reserves footy, it's very different. You know, you, right, right. you can play in front of 50,000 people the next week. It could be 500 people if you're in the, in the reserve. So right. that that's his, um, that's his mantra of giving, getting every player ready. And look, it happened look in 16 when we had so many injuries and players just kept stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. We won the flag and the reserves in that year. Mm-hmm. So he manages that list really well. Good. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah I think, looking- um, Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. I was going to say, you look at what happened to West Coast last year, where I think they, you know, they, they actually, mm-hmm. you know, Adam Simpson was driving through the, the drive through at Macca's and said, Hey, you look pretty tall. Can you play key forward for us this week? <laughs> 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 I mean, they were, so, right. they were so decimated with, you know, COVID yeah. injuries. Yeah. In fact, I'm talking to, uh, yeah. you know, Waza King from the Eagle Nation podcast tonight in a couple of hours. So I'm doing the Eagles preview a little bit later on. So I'm looking forward to talking to him about that one because, yeah. That was just a, oh such a an, a tough year for them last year. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you year. can't really. I mean, not a lot you can do about that. I think, you know, I think for me the marker of success for us is ability to score high, like high high scores. So, you know, we've we've been through periods where we would you know be lucky to kick sixty points in a game, and you know that can get you over the line when you know when you during the home and away season, but when you come into finals, particularly, you need to be able to score. You need to be able to score quickly. And so, for me, I think if we're scoring a hundred points plus regularly, then that's a really good marker. And it comes it comes down to again what we talked about with our key forwards as well, because obviously, um, you know, they play a critical role in that. And we we had periods last year. We had periods in the, in the past few years where we've kicked a lot of behinds. So you know, we might be six goals, fifteen at half time. And so to be six goals, 15, as opposed to 15, six, I mean, it's a massive difference. So I think it's a, I think it's a, for me, it's a marker of, of the system is working. The the midfield's working. The defense is working. If we're scoring high scores and we're, we're consistently getting to that hundred or around that hundred mark um, through the home and away season, I think that's really important. Yeah. I'm looking at your, at your uh, fixture from last year and there were eight games where you guys scored in the sixties. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So was, yeah. 
exactly. And yeah. I think it's I think his, history will show that premiership teams average 100 points a game, I think, or, or above yeah. to to win a premiership. And most premiership teams, as Guy said, have had a key forward. So, um, you know, without that key forward bagging goals, then mm-hmm. then we're going to struggle. So, yeah, something they. Again, Norton, yeah, I, it's probably the most frustrating thing with last year was the the, the accuracy. and um, But just missing easy goals, um, you know, and the midfield works so hard. Norton's will go and take a great mark and then and then miss an easy goal. And it just it, it just lowers the, you know, the, the tempo, the team. It's just, yeah. And so to see that improve would be, would be huge. And that would be a massive marker for us. Well, and forward. I think, you know, looking at your, you know, as you guys were talking about just the number of talls that you have and what you were saying about Bevo mm-hmm. in terms of rotating people in and out, you know, he, he may be giving all of these guys opportunities to catch fire and and then find out who's the hot hand, who's the guy that's going to be able to go out and get me, you know, three goals, two or four goals, yeah. one each week. Yeah. And, you know, can this other guy get me three, two? And then look at that. I've got, there's seven of my goals right there from these guys. And, you know, Waitman's going to chip in yeah. with, you know, three of his own and you know Bont Pelly's gonna get a couple and it's just you know mm. and it's gonna you know yeah. And the other marker even... is not having to play a final in Perth. Because yeah. we don't yeah, have yeah. a great yeah. record of I mean from last year against Frio, then the twenty twenty one grand final plus the three of us have flown to Perth to watch finals and uh, let's just say it's been less than successful yeah, trips. So if we don't have to play a final in Perth, we'll be very happy about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there was, was the, nothing worse was the, than getting the red eye home from Perth. So you jump on, you go to the game. Right. And for your American listeners, uh, Perth is a four-hour uh, flight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like New York to New York to California. New York to San Fran or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's a long way. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. so then you watch the game, and then you go to the airport, sort of eleven p.m. Perth time, which is already two a.m. Melbourne time. Then you get a four-hour flight, so you're landing at six a.m. and it's just awful. When you get off and you've lost it, it's. It, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't other than the game that that didn't go the way you wanted. It wasn't like bad things happened while you were in Perth. It was just it wasn't like you know my luggage was gone. I got mugged. That okay? It's just okay. This is a crappy game. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just a long way to go to yeah. lose. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah, so what are, what are the things you're gonna that that and again you know touch wood it doesn't happen. But what are the things that if you see these things, you're going to start to think the wheels are falling off, the ship's taking on water, whatever analogy you want to, or euphemism you want to use. What what are you going to hopefully not see, if you will? I said before injuries, and, and that's yeah, probably yeah. a key one. You know, that I makes, think yeah. when, um, when you have injuries to a key player, and especially season ending, apart from the loss of the player, it, it seems to take all the focus. So all the papers, all the media are talking about the injury to player X and and then I'm sure it flattens the players. If you're knowing one of your guns is not out there, you're sort of one cog less out of the wheel. So I think that's key. But in a really physical game, that's going to happen. All, all players, all clubs yeah. are going to get. So it really is about the next player up who can fill mm-hmm. the spot. And and to to that point, I think I think I'll be concerned when it's Bontempelli, Libba, um maybe McLean or, or, you know, the same guys every week doing all the work. That's when you get in trouble where you're relying on three or four guys to be the engine room. And so if they have a day, if they're off on a day and you haven't got players stepping up, 
then that that's when you get beaten. And I think what we need to see is we've got we've got a really good elite group, and we've but we've also got a really good second tier. And I think it's a real opportunity for that second tier group to make their mark on the club and and and, and the competition, and and not just rely on Bond, who like Bond's one of the best players in the game, right? So right, obviously right. you know he's going to be leading from the front. But so, so did you say one of the best? Sometimes I get. <laughs> did you say one of the best? Okay. Yes, he did. So Bont's the best. Thank you. <laughs> and but but you know he needs he needs players around him. So we can't be the club that relies on Bont or relies on Liber to do all the hard work or Riley West to get in under the packs. We've got to have more of a spread than that. And I think for me, it's going to be really important to see um, a, an even contribution across the team. You know, we'll always have the standouts. But I want to see an even contribution. So if Bond has a bad day, which you know he's never had one yet, but maybe if he does, if he has a bad day, he's due for one. Then, you know, someone else can step up. But for, for me, Craig, it's um, and I touched on this earlier. It's about attitude, and um, I I don't want to I don't want to talk up another team. But Collingwood season last year was absolutely phenomenal, and mm-hmm. and. And we, we did that back in probably 97. Um, we've, we've done it in a few other years where you may be four goals down at three-quarter time and other teams would go, we're not safe here because we know the dogs could come back here. And, and Collingwood just had this self-belief. They didn't care who they were playing. They didn't care how far behind they were. They just came back and made a contest. Right, right. And I want to see the dogs doing that again. We used to do that so well. We could be six goals down and we could still go, we're still a shot here, you know, if we can just bring things together. Um, and to be able to have that self-belief like Collingwood did last year would be huge for me and to see them not drop their heads. Because I've I've seen the last two years a bit of head dropping creep into our game, which really worries me. And seeing players look at each other, like I was saying, relying on Bond too much. And then if he's not doing something, then no one else stands up and the heads drop. So I want to see the attitude change. That's a big thing for me. Okay. So who do you think, uh, you know, you've mentioned a lot of names here and you, you know, you talked about how, you know, Bevo does a great job of, uh, of blooding youngsters and getting them games. So they get the experience on the big stage, but who do you see pushing their way into the 22 and becoming more of a regular that hasn't been there yet? I would love to see Arthur Jones get a game. I think he's yep. going to be a live wire around goals. And I think he has that uh, energy and that electricity, but I don't mind that he's had time in the twos to get himself ready. There's, there's no harm in that. It was like when Jamara, we first drafted him and obviously number one and all the, the next buddy and all those sort of things. I, mm-hmm. I love that he was actually in the twos and give him time. And I, I think we saw the benefit of it last year, literally every game we, he got better more confident you know when it was his first game against Sydney I remember thinking oh I almost felt sorry for him because the spotlight was on him and everyone wanted him to be a superstar in game one and you don't have to be a superstar in game one you know as a catch supporter Tom Hawkins never jumped out of the gate to be a legend in his first year or two but he is now a superstar of the game and these bigger guys they say do take time and I want Jamara to have that time but we have seen him get better every year so I think you know he's part of the, the the best 22 and he'll get his opportunity and I want to see him grow. So but I think um, Arthur Jones was one that I'd love to see him get in there. Now, is he a Cody Waitman type of player? Probably. Or does Cody get some mm. midfield time? I mean, Cody can play anyway. He, he, like he jumps at everything and right, right. he's tough and, he, and he's, he's, he's got great energy and great pace around the ball and he knows what the goals are too. Also knows how to celebrate, which I quite like. But so <laughs> uh, Arthur Jones may get a game. Dom Bident Dom, I always get his name, Bedendo. I think he mm. has got a really big future. I, I he's a great size 
Um, he's got good footy smarts, and I think with some more confidence, he'll also push up into that 22. Okay. Yeah, I'd say um, for me, Buku Kamas. So he's played a bit of footy, but not consistent footy. Right, right. But has shown some um, real talent. He's shown some real talent, and he's, he's listed on the do- on the dogs list as a forward. But we've seen him play up back uh, as well, and so I think you know I'd, I'd love to see more of Buku, and I'd like to see Jordan Sweet. I mean, Jordan Sweet has been he's been around for a while now, and he's another one who's who's had he's had time, and he 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 started to get more game time and more consistent game time. But we keep talking about you know the the tall timber. He's tall timber. If he can take some of the pressure off Timmy English, mm-hmm. who is, you know, if Tim wasn't so tall, he'd be a midfielder because he's actually got really, really, really good hands. He can kick goals well. So resting him up forward is a fantastic option and, again, draws another key defender. So if Jordan Sweet can can play a more consistent role in the team, that would be great. Well, if, you know, if Sweet can do that, then, you know, maybe you've got something akin to what Melbourne's done the last couple of years with Jackson and gone. And that's not, and that's not yeah, to compare. Exactly. That's not to compare English with Gone yet. He may be yeah. there. He may be there in a, in a few years. But I mean, the potential is there for that to happen. Then. Yeah. Yep. So that's a good thing. So it's uh, you know, I I'm I'm looking at the the list on the Footy Wire site, and they've got Thomas listed as a defender on here. So yeah, the Bulldogs evidently yeah. know where they're playing. Interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. The Bulldogs evidently <laughs> know where they want to play him. So um, yeah. I also noticed they've got Sam Darcy as a key defender. Well, that's on the Bulldogs. They do. The doggies do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. He's a key yeah. defender. Yeah, that's, just, that's just better by playing mind games. That's mind games. <laughs> when they put the teams out, I mean, you used to look at the teams back in the sort of the 90s yeah. or early 2000s, and yeah. you the players would line up in those exact position. Now it's just like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. names thrown up on a whiteboard or wherever they stick. That's where they're yeah. going to release them as the, when the teams are released. Yeah. So yeah. what is your... What's your bold prediction for the club? And I think I already know what your bold prediction is because, yeah, because you know, you guys have already said they're going to go twenty-two and zero this year, and 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. twenty. I'm sorry, twenty-three and zero. Okay, we, and, we can drop one and blow through and blow through. Well, it, it, let's hope it's either round twelve or round twenty-four then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if if that's not the bold prediction, what is, what is your bold prediction for the club this year? Well, something we've never had is we've never ever finished top of the table at the end of the home and away. Yeah. Hold oh, a minor we've premiership. Ne- okay. We've yeah. never had a minor premiership. So for for now, we've only had the ultimate success twice, mm-hmm. but we have won a lot of finals. So in our lifetime, we have gone to a lot of finals. Um, yes, some wins and some losses, but we have so we have had some really consistent years and we've pushed for that sort of fourth, third, second spot, right. never finished first. So that's yeah. my bold prediction. Okay. And that was, and that's a, and that's a good stat because uh, '98, and you're talking about best games and and memorable games, and we played North Melbourne in the last game of the year in 1998, and the winner of that would have won the minor premiership, and it was, um, and that's and right. I remember that was a memorable game for me. We lost by a goal, but it's one of the best games of footy yeah. I've ever been to. Chris Grant, Wayne Carey, it was memorable, and that was the only time we ever had the closest we ever came to finishing on top. We missed out by a game, obviously. Um, so yeah, but I, I think, um, just elaborating on that, I reckon top four, Bev's never had us in the top four. So, um, we've won premiership from out of the top four, made the grand final in 2021. 
uh, out of the top four, which is a fantastic effort. But, but like Smitty said, it'd be lovely to finish first or second, get a home final, mm-hmm. win that, go to a preliminary. Yeah. It, it just takes the, the travel. The travel, you could see, caught up with them in 21 and having to fly to Perth and that. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's not making excuses, but it'd be nice to do it easy and not have to right. have that extra. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm a cat supporter. Home finals are really, really overrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want us to feel sorry for you, do you? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, maybe, just a, maybe just a smidgen, yeah. But it's, yeah, you know, maybe when the new stand's done, maybe they, maybe they actually get a home final. You know, if maybe if yeah. they, if they play a, if they get into the finals and they, you know, they play, you know, a club from out of state, maybe they can actually play a, an actual mm. home final game. Who knows? Yes. You had the one. Was that against Frio that you lost? Is that right? Yeah, you had a home been, final. Been, I think Frio... it was before my time, but before right. I started watching yeah. the game, there was one. It was against okay. Frio, and Frio won it. Yeah, and maybe, maybe the cat said, "Hell, we don't want to play at home anymore." Then send us, send us, send us the <laughs> yeah. MCG to play our finals games. We don't want to, we don't want to drop games at home in the finals. Maybe that, yeah, might be. That might be. So, the season comes to an end after whatever game it is, whether it's at the end of round twenty-four or after you know it's a game in the finals. What does the headline in the Herald Sun say about the Bulldogs? Dogs bite back. Dogs bite back. Dogs bite okay. back. Well, yeah, okay. All right, Doug, what do you got? Oh, about to see. 2016, repeat. <laughs> dogs do it again. I think, I think um, dogs dominate. Because I want to be, I want, I want, I want to be ten and zero, and then you know twenty, uh, you know twenty and three, or 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 nineteen and four, something where we, like we've never had a year where we've just like a Geelong, like you know you could see last year, Geelong's going to win this, like they're just mm-hmm. who's going to beat them, and I want people to be asking that question of us, seeing us and saying who's going to beat, and with Melbourne, you know the year before it was who's going to. You can sometimes there are years where it's pretty even, and you know, the particularly the media tries to make it out like it's anyone's right, right. anyone's game. But I want it to be dogs dominate, and we just have a year where people are saying who's going to beat them. Well, if you look back to last year, even after like the first ten rounds, people were still thinking that about Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, they and they kind of yeah, that's you know, true. They kind of, yeah. they kind of fell off a cliff there towards the end of the season. They, you know, they, they did. You know, exactly. They, they played about, you know, they played about level after the first 10 rounds of the season. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So consistency can consistently excellent uh-huh. is really important. <laughs> okay. And I think that's what we want to be going for. Or let me try, let me try this one here, you know, to, to go back to your advertising and maybe they put the, maybe they zoom in on the logo on your advertising. It says mission accomplished. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Very good. I like it. Maybe that would be very happy with that too. Yeah, yeah I'm and sure we get they some would. More, yeah. And we get some more bucks out of it. Perfect. I'm sure yeah. they would. That would be great. And yeah. they've been with us for a long time, Mission. They've been very uh, happy sponsors. Yeah. yeah. And lovely tortillas as well. Yeah, well, they, I mean, that's a brand. That's a brand we have. That's a brand we have here in the U.S. Also, so it's uh, you know, it's oh, a, good. Yeah, of course. Mm. I'm, I'm, I, I, I do like to plug it. I mean, I, I have the, I've. This is my, I, st- I had my first jar of this in June of 2021. This is jar number 17 for me. Nice. Oh, excellent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For our listeners, Craig's holding up um, Vegemite. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely love it. 
absolutely love it. Oh, wow, I mean, I that can't... is great to hear yeah. someone who didn't grow up with it because usually oh. it's got a you've got a it's an acquired taste. Oh well, so the first good the, the first time I tried it, I I put way too much on. Yeah. I, yeah. And I actually <laughs> pretty generous. I had a gentleman that sent it to me, and I I actually put it up on on the YouTube channel for my for the podcast, which I I need to update, but I don't do video for it, so I mean it's just a static image, and it's like people aren't going to just listen to a static image. So I haven't updated it for a while, but there's the video of me trying it for the first time and whoa, it kicked my butt, but I, I've learned yeah. <laughs> how to make it work. And it's, it's uh, absolutely love this stuff. I mean, I have it probably at least four days a week. Oh, I have brilliant. It. Yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. Good. Yeah, you've got to get levels. your butter to Vegemite <laughs> ratio right, don't you? So the three to one, but butter to Vegemite. Well, no, I don't even use butter anymore. I, I use like uh oh. I have like these uh like these rye crisps that are like a crisp bread, and I just yes. put a, I just put a little bit of Vegemite on that. No, nothing else but the Vegemite. Yeah, I don't know, no well, butter, no nothing. Brilliant. Craig, just on that, congratulations and a huge shout out to you because I know you've been on a bit of a personal journey over the last eighteen months, and you've dropped the equivalent of Caleb Daniel in weight, I believe. So, uh, congratulations to <laughs> Is you. That right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, fifty, a uh, little, almost fifty-seven kilos now. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Wow. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, I fit into my, my recording closet much better than I did a year and a half ago. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'll be honest with you. I, I had a, uh, you know, we had like at the beginning of the school year, we had like a, a wellness check at school and they couldn't even, they couldn't even register my blood pressure. I mean, they, they oh, wouldn't even gosh, read on the, on really? the, on the, on the device. And the lady, the nurse said, you need to go talk to your doctor. And I, I started on I, that day and, uh, yeah, it's uh, like 126 pounds here. Um, Amazing. Since August of 21. So, yeah. Well, congratulations, I, mate. I, Fantastic. Thank you. I, I don't think I would be here. Can we put it I down? Done done it. It. Yeah. yeah what, not by the sound of it. Um, just trying to help you with a little sponsor here, Craig. Can we can we put it down to the Vegemite? Do you think, think we so. could get Vegemite on here? I would, you know what? I would, <laughs> hey, I would if, if 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 they want to sponsor the podcast, that would be great. If they if they I, I bought a I bought a case, you know, most of what I had, I bought a case of it uh last summer or last spring on Amazon and it was like fifty bucks here for a case. That's gone. I went back to Amazon to order another case. It had gone up to ninety dollars a case and I was gonna bite the bullet for it. I went back and it's out of stock. So I couldn't even get the, I couldn't even buy a case oh, of it wow. then. So I mean, you know, so Somebody bought it, so I my wife actually picked up a couple jars and a couple a couple other people founded it, like one of the um, international food stores in the area. So I have I still have three or four jars in reserve, and I have a, a jar a tube of the squeeze Vegemite that I haven't opened yet. So I don't oh, yeah I don't know I haven't tried <laughs> nice. that yet. The travel pack yeah, yes. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the little squeezy bottle here. So I have that one ready. I haven't opened that one yeah, yet. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah yes. nice. oh. it actually yeah, has this is it has dust on it. There we go. This is definitely sponsorship worthy. There's jars, yeah. there's the squeezy oh, yeah. pack. You're, you're yeah. an ambassador. 126 pounds, all thanks to Vegemite. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'm going to talk it. I mean, I, I I even use it in soup now. I mix it into my soup when I make bean soup. Oh, it's good for stock, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. We it's need, great. We need to get you an Australian citizenship or something. This yeah. is outrageous. Yeah. Well, I... I do want to come over and watch some games, but I just have to, yeah, that we have yeah. to figure I have to figure out how to do that. But uh, yeah, if, if mm -hmm. I, I would certainly love to plug their stuff on here, but it's not like, it's not like you're going to sell a lot more of it in Australia. And, yeah. and let's be honest, how many, Americans, <laughs> Maybe how many Americans are going to try it and go, <laughs> how many Americans are going to try it and go, Oh, this is the best thing I've ever had. 
it's odd, but it's strange because because we've grown up with it. We just oh, we yeah, love it, yeah. and I do. I literally have it every morning on my toast. Love yeah. it. But then when you think about it, you're like, well, it's dark, it's sticky, it's super salty. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not, you know, it's not a delicious taste. But when you grow up with it, yeah, absolutely love it. Well, I think mm. I think it is though. But it's you know, it's it's it, it's something you have to be. It has to be an acquired taste, and I think in many mm. ways it it kind of became a a substitute for peanut butter for me because I used to eat peanut butter oh, a yeah. lot, and it's it's kind of taken the place yeah. of that. But I mean, and I yeah. and I, I guess I have to ask: is is this something that you're looking at the ingredient you know, in terms of the the nutrients that are in it? And I'm asking three guys this question, but is this something <laughs> that is that is that is recommended for like expectant mothers to use in Australia because of like the 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 all the different nutrients that are in there that the ones oh, that I hear. It's, it's got like folate and yeah, B12, exactly. yeah. vitamin, a lot of high vitamin B. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is good for you. And it's right. certainly it, it, what you just said there is really interesting around this as a substitute for peanut butter because peanut butter obviously has got a lot of fat in it right. um, and sugar as well as you get, you yes. know, depending on what type you get. Um, but Vegemite, it's it's like this, it's a, it's an unusual combination of ingredients mm-hmm. that are pretty good for you in the yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But well, between us, we have nine kids, so it's obviously worth somewhere in there. <laughs> so are you guys you guys ready for a little bulldogs trivia before we wrap up? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Okay. So yeah. I have I have a handful of questions. Some of them deal with 2022, some of them deal with uh a little bit more history of the club. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh the first one this is going to take a little bit of a, a combination effort here but which eight bulldogs in 2022 averaged at least 23 disposals a game McCrite. Mhm Dunkley Yep Bomber Liber Yep Who did you say Bont I, I I said Bonds before you said Liber Okay Bont yep So what what about to be five now No uh, you got four got... That's four. 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 What about Trelaw? Uh, Trelaw, yes. Four, yep. Bailey yeah. Smith. Uh, Bailey Smith, yep. Oh yeah, okay. So we've got two more. Yeah, two more. Um, two. Someone off the half back line. Okay. Do we say Caleb? Do we say Caleb? Caleb oh, Daniels. Yes. Caleb Daniels. Once you have one left. Is it Bailey Dale? It is. Oh, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> very good. It is. Yep. Yep. And all of them played at least 17 games. I should have told you that part. So I did I didn't find somebody that played like you know that 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 brought in for Bevel brought in for one game and he had a tremendous game and they sent him back down to the, the VFL just to sneak that one past. He didn't okay, so who won more games as senior coach of the Bulldogs? Rodney Ede or Terry Wallace? Ooh. So Bevo has just become our most successful coach ever with number yeah. of wins. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just trying to buy some time Ede, here, Craig. Ede, 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 <laughs> I think Ede, about it. Ede, Ede was of, a pretty dark era. One of them oh, won they got a few finals, though. No, no, Ede, what Ede, that was Ede, eight, nine, Ede, ten. Three preliminaries. Three prelims, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ede. But, but, I'm but with Wallace Ede. had 97, 98. And they pretty successful. I'm, I'm, I'm going, going with Ede. Who lasted longer? Who lasted longer? That's the question. Controversial. I'm going with Ede. I'm going with Wallace. I'm going Ede. Okay, Wallace had 79 wins and Rodney Ede had 88. Boom, boom. Bragging rights. And I and I, I I love this stat. I, I, I wish we had a stat like this. It, it, I, you could call it the do the right thing stat. 
This 22-game player from last year led the club with an average of nine one-percenters per game. Got it, Luba. Sure. Got it. Tom Libertura. Nope. No. No. Nope. Bailey Smith. Nope. Nah. Now I'm shaking my head and looking confident like I knew it, but it's I didn't. I had to look it up. So I. One. Who's another? Riley West. I didn't play. Didn't play every game, did he? Uh, oh, is it someone who played every game? Uh, 20, sorry, he played okay. 22 games. Um, yep. Played 22. Is the player left the club? Could be. Uh... Well, I have to look at the list here. Hang on a second. Oh, no, it's not just Dunkley then. Uh, no, he is on the club. Caleb. Be Caleb, Caleb Daniel. Ryan Gardner. Wow. Ryan, Ryan Gardner. Gardner. Uh-huh. Mm. Gee, the un- unsung that. hero. I like that. Yeah. Expecting yeah. a big year from guards too. I really think uh, Bevo's backed him all the way and he's got bigger he's got stronger he's got more confident i'm expecting a huge year from guards and he's, again he's, just puts himself in that mix for that spine so it's brilliant well, he's doing the one percenters yeah, yeah. he can't right. argue any more than that i no love Bevo likes him i love that stat too i mean it's it's just it's like i said it's yeah. kind of like you could call, almost call it you know, like to do the right thing yeah you know, yeah I, yeah you know and it's you, 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 you it's like it's it's like that you know you know character is what is the line you know care mm. character is doing the right thing when nobody's looking that sort of thing exactly you know, it's that it's that yeah. kind of thing so it's a good stat too craig because garner was sometimes didn't get the most positive support from the media or even mm-hmm. some bulldog supporters now people were quick to jump on him and saying he shouldn't be there so it's probably those sort of stats that in the outer people probably don't see right and and it's it's in the inner sanctum where bevo sees that and goes well that's why we want him in the team because he's right. doing those things mm-hmm. right yeah. that makes yeah. complete yeah. sense okay and I, I you're gonna get this one so after aaron naughton these two players were next on the goal kicking list for 2022 you're gonna get this one Cody. and cody wait jamara and cody yep uh not jamara uh-uh no, not, not Jamara. So Cody and oh come on, the the, the greatest player in the league, isn't he? Oh, I heard that. Bond, I heard that earlier today. Oh, the <laughs> from the midfield. Yeah, from the midfield. <laughs> See, and that that right there confirms. Hey, you guys yeah. need a second tall. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bond kick. Twenty yeah. twenty five goals, mate. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yep. There you go. Yeah. yeah right, now just just on the bond. I was at an event last night, just a social family event. There happened to be a, a lady there who's the mother of an ex-player mm-hmm. um, who used to play with us, now plays for another club. Very handsome man, plays for Collingwood now. Anyway, his mum said oh. to us that Bond, injury-free, flying, the boys wrapping about, and they they know when Bond's up, the Bulldogs win more than they lose. Mm-hmm. So we've got an injury-free, because Bond has been carrying some Injuries mm-hmm. over the last yeah. year, and still an amazing player to carry all those injuries and really pull. He's one of those players that does pull the side along when things aren't going our way. Uh, he's apparently injury free, and as all players are at this time of year, they're flying, but um, all those nickels are gone. So, good, good news for good. Bulldog supporters. Good. All right. These three players are the only three who have kicked more than 500 goals for the Bulldogs Beasley, Plum and Beasley. Mm-hmm. Five hundred eighty-five. Yep. Uh, Templeton. Templeton. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, Brad, Brad Johnson. Johnson. Brad Johnson. Uh-huh. Beasley. Jono. Beasley. Jono. Danny Delray. Only joking. Um, 
this, this <laughs> I believe this name was mentioned earlier it, while we were talking. Chris Grant. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah, 554. Yep. Of course. Yep. Yep. All right. Now I've got three more here for you. Um, this is kind of like one of those wah, wah, wah questions here. So this 17 game player had the lowest disposal efficiency percentage for 2022. Mm-hmm. How many games did they play? 17. 17. Lowest disposal efficiency. It wasn't Caleb Daniel, was it? It was not. No. No. It'll be... It'll be... um, uh, Vandermeer? One of the Baileys? We've got three, so I'm sort of hedging my bets here. (laughs) No. Nope. There's, there is a player. I'm trying to remember who it is. He never hits a target. There's <laughs> off, obviously the half, off the half back line, potentially. 17 uh, games. You've got us here. <laughs> you guys are looking who played 17 games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, we're all scrolling now. Don't make him over there and turn those monitors off. <laughs> we see, Craig. Our our podcast is always positive, so we don't dive into anything okay. that's negative. Okay, so we, we want to focus Richards? on it. Ed Richards, Ed no. Richards, Jamara, no, fifty nine percent. Okay, yeah, wow, yep. There you go. Yep. Okay, no, he's got room to improve. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, and I think I think he definitely will. Now, yeah. um, which two clubs have the Bulldogs defeated the most times in their history? Both they've beaten both of these clubs eighty four times. Got to be one of the older clubs. Yes. Oh. St. Kilda? St. Kilda? No. Nope. North Melbourne? That's one of them. And the other one is an older club, Maybe yes. Could be Melbourne. Mm-mm. No. I'm, not, I'm thinking, okay. like, if the clubs that have been, so, like, the Hawthorns and the Carlton's have been, they've had so much success. Um well, Carlton hasn't been successful since 1995. That's true. That's true. Well, the you Bombers? Haven't, you haven't played them 84 times since then either. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not the Bombers. Uh, this is going to trip you up because uh, you know, it, it's the Swans. Because they're uh, – oh, you, you guys were, oh, you guys were thinking, Melbourne you know, who's in well. Melbourne? Yeah. Melbourne, yeah. They're, yeah, they're gone. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Of course. Yeah. All right. And, and, and of course, one very famous victory against the Swannies. Yes. Yeah. In 2016. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last question for you here. These two players averaged, and they, they were at the top here, averaged more than 525 meters gained per game in 2022. Jack McRae. No, it's got to be the Bond. It's got to be surely the Bond. Nope. Surely Bond's one of them. He's not one of them. He's not one of them. Oh, JJ, did he um, play enough footy? No, JJ, no, he didn't play enough. Liber, uh, um, what's his name? What, the, no, no, the uh, bloke who just left us. The bloke who just left us. What's his Dunkley. name? Dunks. Dunkley. Dunkley. <laughs> 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 we forgot his name already. <laughs> what did? What, what did you? What, are you on the Matrix and they pulled that little uh, device uh, out of the back of your head so you forget his name? That's how we roll. I reckon Caleb Daniel off halfback and Bailey Dale. Bailey Dale's one of them. Bailey Dale's one Bailey of them. Bailey Dale is one of them. Yep. If it's not Caleb, then it must be. It must be. Now, Smitty had a really good answer before where he was hedging bets. One of the Baileys. One of the Baileys, yes. So, <laughs> Bailey, 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 Bailey. so 
Oh, Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith. Yep, he's Smith. the other one. Bailey Smith. Smitty's the other the two one. Two Baileys. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep, the two Baileys. Yep. Okay. Over five hundred rocks. More than five hundred. I mean, that's that's a that's a huge number there because I've I've used that question for all of the all the different clubs and the, there've only been a couple that have had it over five hundred meters. You know, that's that's a that's a yeah. huge amount of distance that they're that they're huge yeah. work yeah. ethic. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're running like thirteen k's, thirteen k's a game or something yeah, to, exactly. to make that. And that's what it's, you know, the fitness level is extraordinary. It's one of the th- it's one of the fun things when I do get the chance to you know before you know before school, you know, I'll 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 have a game on in my classroom because I I get the games that are the nighttime games come on like five 30 in the morning here. Uh, so I mean, I get, I get into my classroom usually at 6am. So I'll, I'll have a game on in my classroom in the morning and the kids start to filter in and they, they just, you know, some of them get really interested in like today we had a few minutes at the end of one of the classes and I put on like the, uh, the mark of the year from 2000 to 2019. <laughs> and, you know, I had, you know, that class had about five or six, kids who play football at our school and they're just they're they're stunned by what they're seeing you know when these you know, they're allowed to jump on each other yeah i said that's encouraged it's encouraged it's encouraged, it's encouraged. yes you know, it's, you know it's uh it is yeah so gentlemen where can before before we go where can people find the one-eyed dog podcast where can they locate it we're on spotify and we are on Instagram. Smithy, what's our Insta, Insta handle? Western Bulldogs Podcast and Twitter, West Bulldogs Pod. Unfortunately, Twitter doesn't allow you to have that many uh, characters in your name of your yeah. handle. So it's West Bulldogs Pod on Twitter and Western Bulldogs Podcast on Instagram. And the one on our dog podcast, it was our first season in 2022 on Spotify. And we'll be looking to expand to all podcast platforms really in 23 do it yeah get it get on get on all of you know get on all of them because you'll you'll be amazed by i look at my stats and i'm amazed by all the different platforms where people are listening Mm. you know a lot of them you know come through apple you know apple podcast yeah Podbean is the is the one that i host my my podcast through as well but i get a lot there but there are ones that i've never heard of where people you know get yeah, there's so many. here and there it's yeah so yeah if you yeah. can diversify and get it out of there as many different places as you can it certainly can help but uh and craig can i say when we started the podcast obviously as three mates have been going to the footy for 30 years love mm-hmm. the dogs we literally spoke about the dogs all the time so we said let's record it and do a podcast and we yeah anyway and off we went we did not think that our number one supporter was going to be a Norwegian-born man living in South Florida. Right, right. He's our number one ticket holder. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. <laughs> so podcasts can go abroad. Yes, they can. Well, yeah. It's it, and he he will do everything he can to promote the club. Of course, you know he's he doesn't wear anything but bulldogs gear. I think he actually. <laughs> I yeah. you know, and I I don't necessarily say what his profession is because I know he doesn't necessarily like me to mention that, but he has found bulldog specific gear for that job to wear at work <laughs> i believe you know it's uh he, ha- he has it. that now um <laughs> love it. yeah cost a pretty penny but he has it and, and he looks great wearing it uh but, <laughs> it sure does yeah, yeah. so frode man you you are you are an absolute legend he's been a great Ooh. friend of the potty i love talking to frode i i, I trade messages with him yeah i not as much as i used to because i've got i've ended up talking to so many different people now and i I sometimes feel guilty about that because I go off and end up talking to this person or this person and I forget about, you know, 
not that I forget about it, I just don't get back to talking to you know somebody who was kind of there from the outset and I like I said I feel guilty about that and I I hope that they don't yeah I don't think he thinks that I'm forgetting about him and I know I know he's not thinking that but I, sure I, I feel I feel guilty about that because there's just not enough time in the day to to yeah. you know yeah. to, to thank everybody who's you know who's been helpful to me in terms of getting this to where it is you know yeah I'm sure you're right Craig we're the same when someone reaches out and wants to have a chat about it, Footy. I mean, and we've also got some non-Bulldog listeners, which we never thought would happen, but yeah. people tune to the podcast because they like the banter. They think it's funny and we're unashamedly biased Bulldogs and we don't even spend much time talking about any other club, but it's been amazing. And it's really nice when people reach out and say they enjoy it and, and we do it for fun and, and we really enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's, if, if it's something that you enjoy doing and, and, you know, you're, you're going to be talking to your friends anyway about it, you, you might as well put it, put it out there. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's a way to just share your, your love for your club and for the game with, with other people who have similar views and, and it helps to broaden that network. And then, you know, maybe you guys, you know, you run into you know people at, at the games or, you know, whatever the case may be and they're Have you, have you had that happen yet where folks have come up to you at the games and said, Hey, thanks for doing the show. Does that happen to you yet? It hasn't happened think... to me. It hasn't happened to me yet. I know that. <laughs> no, I don't think we've been recognized at a game, uh-huh. but we have, we're, we're we sure. have had, well, We've had a few, like, a few of Smitty's mates, basically, have mm-hmm. sort of said, oh, like, we, if Dave or I, they go, oh, you're Dave, oh, your guy, all oh, right, because we haven't done any video yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all been audio. Um, so it's been it's been fun like that. Uh, and I think we saw, did someone see a One-Eyed Dog podcast sticker on someone's car? We saw, <laughs> we, we didn't know who the car, oh, that no, was my brother-in-law. He saw a One-Eyed Dog podcast sticker. He lives in the West. Mm-hmm. And he saw he? a podcast figure on a car. I couldn't confirm whether it was your car or not, Smitty. But it probably said, is. <laughs> may, may well That's about as close as we've got so, so far. Well, there's, yeah. there's, there's four or five stickers from my podcast floating around Australia somewhere. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Brilliant I have, enough. I've got the back window of my van has, I think I've got 10 or 12 stickers on the back of mine, you know, it's, and it's, you know, I'm, yeah, of course I got the you know, the premiership sticker there, but I've you know I've got the I've got one that says you know I I you know I I I support you know Geelong and whoever's playing Hawthorne, but you know, it's uh, yeah, but you know I but I you know I've I don't necessarily mean that though because I mean I, I came to the game so late in life you know you mm. you know people have in their DNA like you guys said mm-hmm. you didn't have a choice to not be bulldog supporters, okay you probably didn't have much of a choice in terms of which club you were not supposed to like. And we didn't even get into that, but uh, you know, which, which one would it be? Maybe is it Collingwood? Is it, you know, well, everyone hates Collingwood. It'd be Essendon for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you know, well, it's, yeah, it's I've got of, a really hate for the giants too. I mean, obviously there's that history with the giants. The giants is Ryan, modern. Yeah. yeah, that's the modern. We, we've actually spoken about this on an episode, and it sort of it has evolved over time. So the, mm-hmm. the kind of most recent rivalry, and probably hates the, the Giants. Yeah, but that's yeah. that history. And when Griffin went there, but we got Tom Boyd, and then just it just yeah, there's so many things happen between the two clubs, right? And right. then of all the you know the uh, let's just say some of the incidents that looked fairly unsavory on certain players, and the way they attacked our players and so forth, mm-hmm. and then they didn't seem to get a suspended or. Um, didn't go to the tribunal for many of them. So there's a, yeah, there's a bit of a hatred for the Giants at the moment. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, everybody, th- my guests have been Smitty and Guy and Dave from the One-Eyed Dog podcast. And guys, I'm grateful that you guys were able to take time out of your morning. I truly appreciate it. 
you know, I, I love watching the Bulldogs play. You know, it's it's a it's it is, you know, that that underdog club, as you guys talked about there. And I wish you the best of the best of luck, you know, 22 times this year, not 20, not, you know, 22 out of, you know, or actually, tw- yeah, for 22 out of the 24 rounds there. Rounds we never, we never beat you guys anyway, so we've we're right. already Yeah, we don't have much to worry about. <laughs> Certainly not down there. Yeah. Well, it's, no. well, we shall see, you know, because things are going to be different there this year, too, with, you know, mm. you got, yeah. you know, you've got, I think they're going to be okay. But, you know, again, I, yeah, it's, it, those are huge shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah absolutely. And yeah. and they got a year older, which I guess didn't seem mm. to matter much last year. But no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it is what it is. But hey, guys, well, thanks so much for having us on the show as well. It's yeah. been wonderful. Yeah, this this was a blast. I appreciate it, and uh, and congratulations to you, Craig. Two hundred and twenty-one yeah. episodes. For how, how long uh, have you been well, over? How many years? Well, I've actually. I actually I'm closer to 270 because I have a like a bunch of live episodes that I did not number. Yeah, nice. so I'm I'm actually wow. I, I started in December of 2019. Fantastic. Yeah, so I've and I've been I've been cranking them out and uh well mate, we love hearing your passion for the game because we're all born in Melbourne as we've discussed so uh-huh. it's in our DNA to to love AFL footy and it's um guy and I still live in Melbourne. And Dave certainly flies the flag, but even in South Australia, um, AFL is still the number one code of footy in in that state. So we're surrounded by it. So it's really easy mm-hmm. for us to talk about it. Any yeah. barbecue, any catch up footy seems to be the common thread for a lot of people. But so to um, yep. listen to your podcast in Ohio, a long way from the MCG, and where footy's happening in Melbourne, right, well, right, the heart of footy, heart of the footy at the Western Oval. We all know that. But <laughs> for you to um for you to drive the, the passion for the game and fly the flag, mate, we love it. So yeah, congrats on your podcast. Well, that's that's why I have to wear this shirt so you know, <laughs> <laughs> my, love it. Love yeah it. and it's you know i i 40 i think forty nine thousand people have seen this picture on my twitter page it hasn't exactly wow. it hasn't it hasn't translated to forty nine thousand people listening to the podcast yet but <laughs> yeah, 49, yeah, at least forty nine thousand yeah. people saw it and went that's who's, awesome. the fat, who's the fat ball guy in the, in the <laughs> <laughs> Not so fat anymore. Yeah, but well, you know, it's yeah, true, but it's it's still, you know, that's yeah, people keep telling me, hey, you look great. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't like that word. Great will yeah. make me look complacent. I said, I'll take better. I'm never, I'm oh, never gonna, yeah. I'm never yeah. trust yeah. me, I'm never gonna look great. I, I've been looking in the same mirror and seeing the same face for almost 60 years. I'm never gonna look great. I'll go with better, I'll take better. There's, yeah, a reason, yeah. there's a reason why I don't do video on this because I don't want to scare people away. You know? Yeah. Well, Hey guys, have a great Saturday. Have a great weekend. I hope uh, everybody you know, stays healthy for the side and it's a successful year for the club. And uh, I wish you all the best. Thanks for having awesome. us. Thank Thank you, Craig. Thanks Craig. Cheers. Thanks, Craig. You bet. Bye. All right. All right, gentlemen, thanks for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat with me. This was an awful lot of fun. I love being able to, you know, help get you know your podcast hopefully in front of more people uh, helping to garner you guys more listeners and get people going your direction again you know even if all of the episodes that i've done here so far are predominantly with with podcasts that are club specific but you know i'm i'm a supporter of, of of a particular club but i still like checking in with the other podcasts because i love learning the mindset of the supporters of those clubs and what it is that they're thinking so, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to tune in on the, on, on those. In fact, I was just absolutely thrilled today when I, uh, 
when I got off work and was uh, hopping in the car to come home, and I noticed that the uh, Listics AFL podcast had put out a new episode. I really enjoy listening to those two gentlemen, and the outset of this episode today was telling me just how busy they have been uh, with uh, new kids and that type of thing, so I completely get it. So, folks, remember, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list there, so when a new episode comes out, I'll have it in your inbox within about 30 seconds of when the episode is released, so you can be one of the first people to check it out. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go over there and click on the review button, and you can leave a review right on my website, or it'll take you right to Apple Podcasts where you can leave a review there as well. If you want to help out the show, uh, you can click on that Buy Me a Coffee button uh, in order to, uh, you know help keep the lights on, so to speak. Now, I do have some money that is in that account right now uh, that people have been generous uh, in terms of donating, and I'm just for full disclosure, I'm going to be using that here in the coming days when I release my uh, new series of episodes on why NFL fans would love the AFL. So I plan on using that to do a little bit of advertising on either Facebook or Twitter to try to get those podcast episodes in front of American football fans, American NFL fans who I think would love the AFL if they knew more about it. So I I have about a half dozen episodes right now that are going to be coming out about that connection between the two sports and these two countries. Uh, they're going to be coming out here very soon, as soon as I get done releasing all of the uh, preview episodes. So I cannot wait to bring those to you. Several of them have been recorded already. Now, folks, if you have an idea for a guest for a podcast episode, please drop me a note. Again, shoot me an email at yankonthefootygmail.com. If you know somebody who would be a great guest, keep in mind I will be doing uh, more of those discussions on uh, my most memorable game. I might try to review or release a few of those during the course of the season, but that's something I definitely want to continue as we go into the and I hate to even talk about it, the offseason after the 2023 Grand Final. I'm not. I'm very disappointed in myself for even bringing up the Grand Final in 2023 when we're just now having our first, uh, our first uh, scrimmages, our first practice matches going on right now, training sessions, if you will. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 231 of A Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefootygmail.com. You can find everything else, including all the links to my socials, over on my website, ayankonthefooty.com. I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family. I thank you for listening. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. <laughs>